0: A little loopy tonight. This is going to be fun. Ooh.
1: Don't break our immersion DM. <laughs> hey,
0: everybody. It's Matt here, welcoming you back to another episode of our Tuesday Gaming under Swiss Army Scorpion. Just wanted to... Give you a quick heads up again this week. We are going to be at Carnage 22. That is a big tabletop gaming convention in Killington, Vermont. The event is on November's 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, though we're going to be there on the 2nd and 3rd only. Uh, Alex and myself are both going to be running Pathfinder Games. He's going to be running the Feast of Ravenmore module. And I believe he still has a couple of tickets left for that one. And I am running the beginning of the second edition adventure path, Age of Ashes, and there is one seat left at my table, if you so desire. Both of those are going to be running on November 2nd, starting at 1 o'clock. Should be easy enough to find if you just take a look. Uh, Other than that, the rest of the Swiss Army crew is going to be there as well. It looks like Tom, Andrew, Nick, and Joe are all going to be doing the Keyforge tournaments on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Other than that, we are still looking at other events, but those are the ones if you would like to come and say hi and meet the gang, that's where you can find us. Uh, Other than that, you are more than welcome to check out our new tiers on Patreon. There are plenty of new rewards and implementations on there that we have added, and make sure you check us out on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, join the conversation on Discord from the link on our website. And we really appreciate you guys listening and helping out any way you can. And now, without further interruption, I bring you Episode 74, The Frogman Cometh. Naval
2: Gazer, welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. So, Mr. Hood is dead. Yeah. With two natural ones in a row. They're ridiculous. It would, would probably be just now dawning on everybody and as the smoke clears from that fight. The hood is isn't just unconscious; he dead. Uh, yeah. I I,
3: Hood's I have dead. no idea how to process this. I could pull a wicked Tom and start looting the body.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, I have a lot of lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> you you wear a lot of metal, homie. <laughs> just kidding. I would. I'm kidding. I would too. never do that. <laughs> I'm Not gonna PvP. <laughs> but um, seriously,
3: you know, in game, <laughs> yeah. I would uh. I would ask Phrasma if there was anything she could do, you know, to revive my pal. (laughs) Nope. Yeah, I will say
0: Phrasma's probably not too keen on removing people that finally get to her realm. She's actually pretty okay with it, as long as it's not as undead people. Oh. Because she's the goddess of fate, so
2: she can kind of foresee Mm. souls that are likely to be resurrected, and they actually get put, like, to the side in the boneyard, like, to await resurrection
1: oh, and it's huh. super
2: awkward when it doesn't happen <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool though yeah i like that uh anyhow i mean like,
4: i'm not really connected to uh hood much but uh or humanity
0: apparently Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. christ <laughs> you've still been through a lot of shit with him like <laughs> right
4: yeah no no, no. Uh, uh, well i, don't I only know, fought by guy. his side
0: for two months <laughs> <laughs> i got
4: nothing I say uh Tavoth, how how would you how would you want to proceed
0: from here? Doesn't seem like it's going to get much easier i uh, you're probably right, but I'll be damned if I'm going to let this stop me from conquering my island. The hood gave his life for this quest. We're going to pay him his honors Press We need to pay the hood proper respects, so I think we should uh I guess we'll come back and deal with the rest of this fortress later, but for now, we take the hood and we're going to give him a proper burial. So Devoth is actually gonna pick him up and carry him. So yeah, Devoth picks up the hood and starts walking out of the fortress and back towards the beach a bit. So Devoth takes the hood's body back to the ship. Not back to the ship, but like you Bury him on the island? Uh, yeah. I was like, he's 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 gonna get a proper burial on the island. Like okay.
5: First Grave Hey. Wait a minute. Is this my second character that died so you could get an island?
1: <gasps> oh, shit. That's
6: yes, really good.
5: Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Stop
1: giving Devoth islands. You keep killing him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just figured we'll take him just away from the fortress a bit, not quite to the beach, so yeah. high tide doesn't take him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew Coop Cooperton well. Who? Who? The Hood. His name was Coop Cooperton. Oh. Isn't that a great name? Better than Royster. Yeah.
2: Weldon Manley shows up. Yes, I agree.
1: <laughs> well, it's a shame he's dead. And I look at Devoth and I shrug. You gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I, I look at Devoth, I look at the shovel. I'm like, we good?
2: <laughs> uh so before the hood is in the ground, uh are we is anybody using any of his gear?
4: I would like the <laughs> the plus two belt off of the hood and throw my plus one in there.
0: Well, no. You don't no. have a plus. Wait, what? I, I have the, a, the hood has a belt of physical might, and it's plus two dex, plus two con. Okay. Right. So, Tom has a belt of plus two dex, so he wants to trade those. Got it.
2: Right. This part of the game, I feel like, can be glossed over the role-playing part of it, like...
0: Well, I mean, it's one of those, like, I'm just, I'm looking through the hood stuff right now, and, like, I mean, definitely, like, the, the slippers of Spider Climb are coming off, because they were kind of belong to the ship anyway. Remember what I said about looting dead PCs? Like, you're
2: taking it if you're, if you can say, this immediately benefits my pl- my character based on the role he plays in the game. So... A belt of plus two dex, plus two con, could benefit pretty much anybody who doesn't already have those bonuses. Okay. Slippers of Spider Climb are useful, but is anybody immediately going to use them to their benefit? I mean, I would hand them to Tuk Tuk. Would he really benefit from them when he can just turn into an air elemental and go anywhere he wants?
1: I would absolutely benefit from them because I can turn into the an air elemental like twice a day. Okay. And being able to run up a high place and then use my glide, my inher- my inherited glide, would be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. I'd put the slippers on.
0: I will say, too, even from a role-playing perspective, it makes sense for Scram to take the mask. Because he's the only one of us that doesn't wear a mask on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. th- this kind of like gives him a reason to have a mask. Okay. So Scram is going to take the belt and the mask. Yep.
2: Tok Tok is taking the slippers.
0: Yep. He also has a ring of protection plus one. I don't know if anyone is lacking one of those.
1: I have no ring.
0: Okay. So that would benefit Tuck Tuck. So yeah. You can take a ring of protection plus one if you want. He has a plus one spell storing mithril chain shirt, but I don't think anyone would use that right now, so that can just stay with him. Yeah. And that was very specific to the hood. Yeah. I am gonna take his bow to hang up in the captain's cabin alongside, you know, Manny's musket. Okay, that's acceptable. And, you know, the mass shields, shields. Wait, does yeah. wait,
4: do we still have Manny's musket? Because yeah. I, I, yeah. I
0: No no. I gave Sandera his hat.
4: Uh, Devos
1: okay. still has the musket. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, take that you stupid NPC.
2: <laughs> She'll get it one of these days. <laughs> so uh the hood is is buried in a hole on the beach in front of the fortress overlooking the bay. The group probably went onto this island with a bit of giddy optimism. We won this race. We won. We won this island out of our way. But you were immediately hit with a uh,
0: slap of reality.
2: Yeah, saying uh, it's not going to be that easy. And as you're all standing over the freshly disturbed earth, we sink into a flashback. Ooh! Oh. You can hear the cool, ringing howl of wind in a cave. The smooth, damp cave walls are faintly visible from the lanterns affixed to them. The sound of wet footsteps can be heard as a broad-shouldered figure walks quietly through the underground tunnel. The figure walks past a lantern, and the face of Devoth's song cleaver lights up for a moment. Before they fall into darkness again, you can see Devoth's eyes, wide in apprehension. Soon the light level within the tunnel grows as Devoth nears the exit. The sound of wet footsteps melts into the static of rainfall and, upon leaving the cave, the horrid smell of human waste and body odor assaults her nostrils, as if the odor had been lying in wait just above ground. The overcast sky leaves the scene in dampened light, but Devoth's face can be seen clearly, apprehension now mixing with anger. He stops walking, seemingly collecting himself. A collection of fenced-in rickety shacks lies before him, against the rock wall that he had just emerged from. Part of a conversation passes through Devoth's memory. The same lines he had replayed in his head over and over for three days now.
0: I was, uh, in your hold when Holliger Helmworthy came and kicked your ass. He would have thrown you and your whole crew overboard if that other ship hadn't shown up and saved your asses.
2: Oh, you know Holliger Helmworthy? Next time you're in Port Peril, why don't you visit the saltfish camp and tell him I said hi. Devoth's gaze turns up at the faded sign before him swinging and creaking in the rainy breeze, Port Peril Saltfish Camp. After getting directions, Devoth entered the knotworks in the city's low east wind district. After a couple hours of navigating the underground marketplace, he surfaced here, at Port Peril's slave pens, tucked away out of sight of the rest of the city. Devoth takes a breath and begins walking again, just as a burly man approaches him from the pens, his hairy chest and shoulders visible within his loose, dirty shirt. Devoth, the man, holds a hand out to you to shake. Afternoon, sir. Welcome to the saltfish camp. The name's Fero, at your service. You looking for cheap labor? We got sailors, field workers, housekeepers. I even got a couple cooks a few months ago. Whatever you're looking for, I got what you need. And no one in the
0: shackles can beat my prices. Devoth does not take his hand. In fact, he just kind of crosses his arm in front of him. And he says, uh, I'm looking for a man. Goes by, uh, Helmworthy.
2: The man takes his hand back. Uh, he doesn't seem overly offended or even surprised that you don't shake it. He shrugs and says, ain't nobody here got names, stranger. You're gonna have to be more specific than that.
0: I was told he was here. He was uh, used to be a privateer for Andorin. Uh yeah, yeah, well, just describes him as he remembers him. He's like scratching his head a little bit as you're describing him. And Oh,
2: him. Got him in almost two months ago now. He's not good for much, all things considered, but he's well-behaved, and he's got some sailor stories. Good for company, I suppose. He brings you over to one of the pens, and, uh, as you get closer, the rank smell of shit and filth is stronger than ever. You can see several armed men standing idly in the rain around the camp, likely privately hired guards. Upon closer inspection, it's clear that these shacks are barely big enough to keep the rain out. The slaves within are huddled together and those on the outside can't help but let the rain splash their feet and backs as it trails off the roofs. He brings you over to the farthest pen, and you see him. Uh, If you weren't purposely searching for him, you might not have even recognized your old captain. Holger Helmworthy sits in the huddled masses toward the edge of his shack, his captain's hat long gone, exposing a head of black hair. A long, ugly scar runs down his face over his right eye, which is milky white. You can still see the pupil in his left eye, but only barely. He's probably blind. His feet are stuck out in the mud, wet from the rain, and what you can only assume to be crusty, dried shit is stuck to his heels. The guy says, tell you what, if that's the guy you want, you'll be doing me a favor taking him off my hands for 50 gold pieces.
0: (laughs) Uh, You wouldn't get anything for him in trade. No one's going to want a blind ex-captain. Some people need target practice. (laughs) And they're not going to pay 50 gold for it. He's still good with his
2: hands. He doesn't need to see what he's doing to to weave a basket.
0: I'll give you a ten. Thirty. Twenty.
2: Twenty
0: five. Eh, fine.
2: Alright, he uh takes your gold, he tips his hat to you and uh strolls right over to the the pen and like bangs on the cage and he says, Hey you! Uh Captain And uh you can see Holliger who's like not really aware of the conversation you're having, he kinda like he stirs a little bit. The slaver says, Looks like you got a new owner and Holliger stands up and kinda like warily steps to uh steps to the cage and is let out. He's walking like it looks like maybe he can like just barely see where he's going, like just like vague foggy shadows probably. But that's probably the best he's got.
0: That's quite the predicament you found yourself in, eh, Captain? Well, I've seen better days, stranger. Where are we going? Um, I kinda put one hand on the back of his neck to guide him back into the knotworks. He doesn't fight you. He seems like,
2: at one point or another, he kind of lost the fight that you used to know
0: him for. Once we get out of earshot of the rest of the the slave camp, Dovap will just start talking to him again. You really don't recognize this voice, huh? I really thought I made more of an impression on you than that. After all, it's it's not every day you leave a man stranded with nothing but his axe and his... Personal stuff.
2: His eyes well up with tears. His grizzled, scarred face otherwise shows no emotions. He just says, Devoth.
0: Aye, Devoth. What are you doing here? Well, oh. Right now I'm taking you out of the slave pens and I'm giving you your freedom back. You did it for me back in the day. It's only fair I return the favor. What happened to you?
2: He kind of like starts shaking a little bit. He like stops walking. You guys are like right at the, the mouth of the Cave of the Knotworks. He's like, kind of like looking at the ground. He like spits. He's like, damn you. I left you at Illismogordy for a good fucking reason. I told you to forget about Keitha Salt Spray and focus on the easier targets that we were equipped to handle. Not only did you disobey my orders, but when I found out you went behind my back, started turning the crew against me, I had no choice. I was too late, though. The crew was drunk on your promises of glory. When they found out I kicked you off, they they relieved me of my position. And he turns his head to face you, his one faded pupil straining to hold you in its neutered gaze. They went after Keith Salt Spray. They lost. I don't know how many died, how many were enslaved. I wound up here, in this discount bin. And you, Devoth... How has fate treated you? What would you give to have stayed on her people's will to share the fate of those you left behind?
0: Well, maybe if you hadn't kicked me off, they wouldn't have lost so badly. And as it turns out, fate is treating me pretty well. You probably don't get much news in the slave pens. But, uh, yeah, I just became a pirate lord.
2: He, like, throws his hands up in the air and... That motion, like, falls into a a kneeling position. He says, Hail free Captain Lord Devoth, the prophet. If only we had stuck to your wise words, we might all be drowning in glory now. And he tries to stand up, but he
0: stumbles, and he falls on the ground at your feet. I reach down to kind of help him up a little bit. You know, if you had, maybe you would have. I can't say I feel terribly sorry for you. All that time prowling the inner sea. Trying to stop slavers and then you lost your crew because you refused to go after one. It's got some irony, some poetic irony to it. And then me, you kicked me off, and I've risen higher than you ever have.
2: He's he's silent. He's just like simmering.
0: I guess we'll never know, because you were too cowardly to go after her yourself. Perhaps if I was still there and perhaps if you were still in charge, we could have taken her down ourselves. Now I guess I'll just have to do it without you. And how many
2: slaves have you freed in your tenure? as a pirate Devoth.
0: Quite a few, in fact. But uh I've never freed any quite so much as I'm about to free you. And Devoth pulls out his dagger and just shoves it right underneath his breastbone.
5: <coughs> oh.
0: He doesn't struggle. Uh
2: instead he kinda like like his hands are kinda like groping up your your arms and like finds your, your face and he's like like kinda pulling himself, like keeping himself standing and uh he he says promise you'll do better
0: before his strength gives out And i just kind of shove him into the water of the not works and just kind of spit on his body and tell him i am better and walk away
2: shit and as that scene fades we come back to the funeral so i don't know how many hero points you have matt but take a hero point
6: Woo!
2: sick, sick. That's awesome. so as, as you're all uh kind of letting the moment pass uh, you all see something rather strange at the uh, the water's edge. You see a rather large frog. It, it,
1: it like it has
2: like swam up from the depths of the bay and is kind of like in the crashing surf right now.
1: <laughs> Can I knowledge nature?
2: Yeah, it's a frog. <laughs>
1: okay, I want to know though. Like, I got a twenty-six. Tell me about this frog. Hmm.
2: Uh. Well, it's a it's a frog. <laughs> it's
1: just it's just a big frog. It's a it's a big old frog, like mechanically, it's a large size frog. I'm gonna say, don't worry, guys. It's just a big frog. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, so, Nick, what does this frog do? What? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> that that seems like a silly sentence, but I'm ready.
1: <laughs>
5: so you guys see this large size frog, just kind of rocket up out of the water. Kind of like up into the sunlight because as you following him, you end up kind of looking into the light, and then all of a sudden, uh, when he lands, instead of him being a frog, there is a four foot five, two hundred and thirty pound male dwarf that lands on the ground where the frog should have. Well, I are mean, you like, my new best friend? <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: I stand up and I- clap.
5: Yeah, and you see a uh, pretty bulbous belly. Not quite to the bulbousness of Cheryl over there. He's no barrel, but he's, he's got some bulb on him. Ooh. Oh, oh he's, got,
1: he's got the friar tuck Oh, he's tummy. got
5: two best friends now. Uh, yeah, Dan I definitely Bond stand
1: Rock. up and start clapping, because that was pretty cool. I like big frogs and people who turn into them. <laughs> yeah. I will shout in Druidic, good work as a question. Glad
5: you appreciate it. I respond back quickly in druid, druidic.
1: I oh. I say in common, come join us, eat. I poop a little, but it's like birds do. It's a little squirt away. white.
5: <laughs> ah, eat in good time, we shall. Wait, Ivan,
0: is that you? Come here, what the hell are you doing here?
5: Devoth, how are you? When did you get your own island?
0: <laughs> yeah, how about that, eh? Huh? Oh, it's, it's, uh... It's a funny story. We can we can talk about it later. But didn't you watch the flashback?
5: <laughs> oh, looks like I might have come at a bad time, Devos. What's going on over there? And I motion towards the freshly disturbed ground.
0: No, no, he was a uh, he was a very valuable member of my crew. He's going to be much missed. We fought these weird dream things back in that fortress that we've got unfinished business in, but. Uh, I don't know. We turned around, and he had just collapsed and died. But I don't know. Seems like whenever I get a new island, someone dies.
3: <laughs> Cheryl turns white. <laughs> He's like, "Ah." <laughs> Cheryl was there for both hit. of them too.
6: Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Put the pieces together.
0: Uh, well, like I said, we've got the. Uh, I've got to clear out the rest of that fortress, and honestly, we just got to this island, so we haven't even really explored it much yet. This island was given to me as. When I was raised to Pirate Lord a couple weeks back. But now it's my job to make it my own, if you know what
5: I mean. Pirate Lord? (sighs) You always were an ambitious one.
0: I've learned quite a few tricks since you last saw me.
4: Can I interrupt here? Uh, How
0: did you find us?
5: Oh, everybody knows that the winner of the regatta is given an island to prepare. It was pretty easy to track down which island it was. Ah, yeah.
0: Well, technically, I do already have one. <laughs> I'm weary, but I'll I'll accept the answer. I mean, it, it would be pretty common knowledge that Devoth was... I mean, I don't think it was, like, proclaimed in front of the crowd, but I, I imagine it's not exactly a secret that he was given this island.
2: Information would have been available. Sure. Okay, so what do you guys do?
0: Uh, we have a nice bonfire on the beach, and I catch up with my old friend and introduce him to the landing party.
3: I take a look at that belly of yours. I like it. <laughs>
5: I take a look at his belly. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib, sir.
3: I like your jib.
5: <laughs> and your giblets.
3: <laughs> and your jiblets. <laughs> so, uh, you're some sort of shapeshifter?
5: Yeah. I put my hand up in the air, kind of right in front of Cheryl's face. Uh-huh. I look. And I slowly start to weave it back and forth. Yeah. Getting faster and faster and faster, and then boom! All of a sudden, it's a claw.
3: Whoa! Wow. <laughs> I I clap excitedly. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it probably would be notable that he walked up with no weapons on him at all. Huh? Right? You just have okay. nothing. You just have your claws. Yep. Not a weapon.
5: Yeah.
4: So you're a dwarven shapeshifter, or are you not naturally? Or are you?
0: This is class levels, Tom. I, I I guess I'm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell Tell us about Ivan. Introduce him to the audience.
5: So, mechanically, Ivan is a level 9 shifter. And the way I kind of looked at shifter was if you took the druid's wild shape ability and kind of like specialized in that, where like a druid can wild shape into any animal on their respective chart, a shifter basically picks one to two specific animals, and he can only shapeshift into those animals. For a shifter, think like a druid, just remove
0: shapeshifting, or remove the spells, yeah, and the animal companion, and instead of a three-quarters base attack bonus, you get, you get a full base attack bonus. Think of it like the druid is more of like a wide-range utility thing, where the shifter is more focused and combat-oriented. Yeah. Very martial, martially focused. Okay, so...
2: Uh, You guys start a bonfire on the beach, and you're just kind of swapping pirate stories with uh, Ivan, the new guy, and you're just uh, making camp there? Yep.
5: Well, not pirate stories, because I'm no pirate. What
6: kind of stories would he have?
5: I would probably just be catching Devoth up on my exploits from the jungle once I got back.
0: Okay.
2: You guys doing watches? I
0: suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Only since you asked. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I imagine Devoth and Ivan would probably stay up to do the first watch to catch up a bit and then we can rotate from there. So who's who's doing shifts? Not it. Devoth and Ivan are the first shift, it sounds. Yep. So yeah, uh, Cheryl gets second shift and uh, Scram and Tuck Tuck can have third shift.
3: Mm, I'm pretty sure I just said not it, but okay. <laughs> sounds good, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: So Towards the end of Devoth and Ivan's shift, it's around midnight, you feel a a subtle shift in the wind, and you can suddenly hear some sort of clatter, ruckus, clamor coming from within the walls of the fort. You can hear, like, men yelling. Sounds like somebody's, like, screaming out orders, but it's not really discernible from where you're, from where you are. You look up on the uh, the watchtowers and you can see like four, four small blue lights just kind of hovering over the walls. Then shortly after the shouting starts, you can hear like the clang of sword fighting and uh, the howling of, of combat, people dying. And uh, this goes on for a while. Who the hell's
0: fighting in my fortress?
2: Clang, clang, clang. Ah, get him. Clang, clang, clang. Oh! clang 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 There he is clang 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 And the 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 four blue lights are kind of you, you kinda of get like an ominous feeling from them, like they're like they're watching what's going on inside the fort.
0: Is there any knowledge check I can do to try and like identify the blue lights? You recognize these as will-o-wisps. They're
2: small creatures that uh, usually inhabit like bogs or swampy area they feed on fear they've been known to lure lost travelers where they would like the travelers would see the light and think oh there's people and the willowas would just kind of like lure them into like deeper and deeper into the swamp until the travelers you know are hopelessly lost and then they just kind of stay there and gobble up the fear of the travelers you know that they're not especially dangerous to adventurers of your caliber but they're presence at this fort, especially with the show that seems to be going on within the walls, is definitely unsettling.
0: Okay. So, yeah, as we're just sitting there listening to that, I would uh, definitely make a point of telling Ivan, like, well, I think uh, that's something we're going to have to check out in the morning and possibly see what happens tomorrow night, if if that is what I fear it might be. Most assuredly.
2: Clang, clang, ah, ah get them, so, drive them back, clang,
0: clang, clang.
2: Eventually, it is Cheryl's turn, and uh, <laughs> these, these, hey, guys, <laughs> these sounds are, have not stopped yet.
3: Hey guys, anything interesting? Clang, clang, clang,
2: ah, no, oh, clang, clang, clang.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it sounds like there's something fun going on at the fort. We're gonna have to check it out in the morning, but for now, just, uh, you know, make sure nothing comes close here. Sounds like they're pretty occupied uh, over there.
3: Okay, I sheepishly take my post and <laughs> kind of rock myself in my, you know, holding my legs.
2: They breach the wall, clang, clang, clang. No, clang, clang. Uh
3: huh. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I know. No, I know.
2: <laughs> A little before the end of Cheryl's shift, the uh, the sounds die down and eventually go out altogether and uh the four spooky blue lights that uh Devoth and Ivan were not kind enough to explain to you what they were uh, <laughs> yeah also disappear the whole show uh seems to be over and now it's just probably very unsettlingly quiet uh-huh as as so... if as if n- nothing ever happened okay and you're just alone Whoa. with your thoughts
0: <laughs> where's the third shift guy i need him immediately that's uh, Scram and Tuck Tuck.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I love how Cheryl's the only one
0: who's having a shift by
3: himself. <laughs> I scamper off and try to forget what I saw and heard. <laughs> All right.
2: Eventually Cheryl's shift uh, expires and uh, Scram and Tuck Tuck are woken up. So Scram and Tuck Tuck go through their watch uh, and nothing spooky happens, which seems pretty spooky.
0: And it is morning the next day. What do you guys do? uh we have a little breakfast and then set out for the fort okay you go back to the fort how do you proceed i mean i'm going to be a little more cautious than we were yesterday since uh you know <coughs> now we know there's apparently someone here so yeah we're uh walking in and kind of looking to see any signs of that battle that apparently took place last night yeah from the sounds of it You'd expect
2: there to be, like, bodies everywhere, probably munitions, armor, weapons scattered everywhere, gore. Uh, It is spotless. As spotless as it was yesterday. Like, there's still random shit scattered on the ground every so often. But there is literally nothing to indicate that a giant battle happened last night.
0: Okay. Well, then, same thing. I guess we'll start by going into the, the courtyard. Okay. Since rushing right to the mess hall didn't quite work out so well last time, we're going to be a bit more methodical here. So we're going to start by going over here, swinging to the north, and checking out this first building. The stench of decayed flesh
2: permeates this half-collapsed building. A large hole opens in the shattered eastern wall, and four square animal cages lie broken amid the rubble. So
0: we look around to see what else might be in here. Everyone make a perception check.
1: I can do those. Quite well, in fact. Ah, yes. Oh, that's emasculating. <laughs> no, I know. Uh bird man. <laughs>
0: uh Devoth Nat 20 for a 31. I see Tuck Tuck still beat you with a 35.
4: Yeah, I yeah. got a 35. <laughs> on a on a roll of uh a fourteen. Yeah. Okay. I got a seventeen per for
2: perception. So everybody got their perception checks and is and are not surprised when they're ambushed so you're taking it all in in this half collapsed room you can see the beach through the hole in the wall that goes through the uh the fortress wall and based on the debris in here it looks like it looks like the damage is caused by a giant boulder that careened into the wall and like came in through this room four giant sized hands scurry out from uh, within the wreckage to attack you. They're just big hands? Big hands. Crawling hands. Like, uh, like, what's his da- name from Adam's family? Thing. like yeah. Thing. <laughs> but bigger. Big thing.
1: Oh, <laughs> big four, thing. Big <laughs> four big things. Four big things come out of us? Wait, come at us?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, four, baby. Devo- well Okay.
4: Scram. Fourteen.
2: Devoth. Six. Tuck, tuck. 20. Ivan. 21 for Ivan. Ooh. Cheryl, what's your initiative modifier? One. You win the tie. <laughs> <Five>. <laughs> All right, so Ivan. Attaboy. So Ivan, you're up first.
5: I'm going to take out my shifter claws, and I'm going to take a full round attack on the purple one. Okay.
0: So correct me if i'm wrong alex but this is actually going to be two attacks basically at full bonus right because they're natural attacks yeah yeah they're not iterative attacks yeah but nick you do have that shifter's fury ability which would allow you to treat one of your claws as if they were iterative attacks so you could either hit twice at your full bonus or three times but the second two would be at a -5 so he's using a shifter's fury
5: um so the first one is a 22 to hit for 9 damage. The second. The second one is a 23 to hit. Okay, that also hits. 10 damage. And then the third one was a 15 to hit.
2: New. Alright, so you're hitting the purple one.
5: Tuck, tuck.
1: Yeah. I kind of would hit these things with lightning. Okay. Nice. I'm going to drop four bolts of lightning on them.
2: Okay. They got to make reflex saves? They do. Okay. He'll start with yellow, 14. All right, so the saving throw is 20? Yes. All right, so yellow one fails. Red got a natural one. Purple got a 21. And blue got a natural two. So everybody everybody failed except for purple.
1: Okay, so everybody who failed takes 12 lightning damage, and the dude who passed takes six.
4: All right, Scram, you're up. Scram will uh actually follow suit and uh do uh, lightning lightning bolt. Okay? On through your friends. My assumption is that I can no, really. It fills all squares <coughs> in a line. Okay. Uh well then in that case, um magic missile the one in front. That is 14 14 damage. Okay. And force damage. I don't know if that matters. It does not in this
0: case. Okay.
2: It is now Devoth's turn.
0: All right. So Devoth is going to, big surprise, start his raging song as a move action. And um, these are all still alive, right? Yep. All right. Then he is going to vital strike the purple one that's in front of Ivan. And (laughs) Devoth is going to power attack. Uh, I'm not going to reckless abandon because he didn't really have any trouble hitting this thing and now I'm going to roll a 3. Ah, 23 to hit. That still hits. Woo. That's 39 damage.
6: <laughs> <God>.
0: Oops. <laughs> Purple hands dead. But Devoth also took 6 damage back. Ooh. Well, yes, I, my fast healing doesn't start till next
3: round. Mm-hmm. All right, Cheryl. Uh, so okay, well, I'm going to barrel it as I as I do with some book action and I'm going to Bane hand. What is it then? Do why it? don't you make a knowledge religion check? Yeah, knowledge religion. That's what I'm going to do first.
1: 15.
3: <laughs> oh, that was so uh, you know that these are undead creatures, so you can bane undead. Bane undead, bane. baby. Full attack, power attack. Let's roll. 24. That hits. Ooh. Goddamn right, it hits. 29 bludgeoning. And we're not underwater, so I expect <laughs> full damage. <laughs> full.
2: Damage. That's what you got. Uh he's still up though.
6: How
3: many attacks do
2: I get? get do I get two? two? Like that's the second attack down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so what'd you what you get on the second attack? Thirty. That also hits. For thirty three.
3: Oh. A max roll. Oh, that hand is dead.
1: Oh, oh yeah.
3: See it's the uh it's the baning undead that really does it in. Yeah. You get baned on and like that shit hurts. But now I'm stuck with undead for The foreseeable future is
0: once a day. Is that correct? Yeah, so every time you do your sacred weapon today, it's going to be being undead. Okay.
2: Okay, so Yellow and Red are going to close in, and they're going to attack Ivan and Devoth. Ivan does a 15 hit.
5: Devoth does a 19 hit. No. Okay. It's now Ivan's turn. I had my time to shine. (laughs) So the first attack is a 21 to hit? That hits... And that's for 24 damage. Ooh, so the second attack is a 10. Looks like it was a natural one. Yep, natural one. So why don't you roll to confirm?
6: Ugh, 16.
2: 16 confirms. Uh
0: Uh-oh. Okay, so on a natural attack, you jam a finger. Aw. Your target takes normal damage. What? And you take double damage. Ooh. Oh.
5: What? I crit myself?
0: So Ooh. you still you still hit it and do damage, but then you then essentially do a crit to yourself. Oh uh normal
2: damage would have been twenty one? Yeah. Okay.
0: That does kill it. Does it kill you
2: though? Well so double <laughs> double damage, so re-roll and what is it, a d six? Yeah. One d six plus four plus eight plus six. So you're gonna roll two d six plus thirty six.
0: Because right now you're rolling 1d6 plus 18. Yeah. So 2d6
5: plus 36. So that's going to be 43 damage back to me. So Ivan clobbers this thing so hard
2: that he like follows through and crushes his hand into the ground underneath the hand.
5: Deals himself 42 (sighs) damage. So as Ivan's swinging in and he hits it like... He's gonna try and kind of, like, play it off, like, that he didn't actually hurt himself, like, because the thing died, like, ah, oh, yeah, got him, like, and then kind of slowly slide my hand behind my back, I'm like, ah, oh, it, my finger. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know my own
1: strength.
2: <laughs> Alright, it is Tuk-Tuk's turn, there is one baddie left.
1: Aw, uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna boop him one with a, uh, big old stone from my rock shooter.
0: I love your little rock shooter <laughs> Me too
1: <laughs> So It's a Oh it's a critical
2: Oh my god really
1: <laughs> Yeah It's a 30
2: Roll to confirm
1: the, the 23 to confirm
2: That confirms
1: 38 slashing damage Jesus please. Christ Hold
2: on hold on Is this magic Oh yeah yeah uh,
1: Yeah it's magic <laughs> Oh fun
2: fun fun Well this is interesting with a hand Actually It's You said slashing damage right
0: Slashing or bludgeoning
1: yeah.
2: And you said you were going with slashing? I'm going to do slashing.
0: So the crit would be slashing, right? Or what are, the, what are the options for crits? Oh, it's um, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, or magic.
2: Yeah, so I guess it'd be slashing. Okay.
1: Because it's not magical damage. It is magical damage. The rocks count as both magical and other stuff. Hmm. Okay, so-, so you
2: can choose either slashing or bludgeoning or magical
0: when going off of a crit. So here's your options. <laughs> okay the bludgeoning is a ruptured spleen normal damage so the 19 damage and 1d6 bleed this bleed can only be cured with magic which on are immune to go on they're immune to bleed yeah the slashing damage is lean into the blow which is triple damage but you drop your weapon
2: <laughs> oh no not my discus yeah
1: okay
0: <laughs> and uh, and the magic damage is called funny bone it would do double damage so the the 38 damage and the target spends one round laughing as hideous laughter with a will save to negate it. Okay, nice. that's
1: pretty awesome. I'm going to do that one. I'm going to hit it in its funny knuckle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
2: Well, all options outright killed it, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah! It's, it's laughing its way to the grave. All right, so uh, you dispatch the giant crawling hands. Uh, nothing else of interest really seems to be in this room like you've got the giant cages that look like they housed some animals and just for the most part this room is a wreck uh you probably spend a few minutes kind of like looking through stuff but you don't really find anything of value looks like uh eventually you're probably going to want to patch up that hole though
0: yeah that's a problem for later All right. so yeah now we head out and right into the next one into into b6
3: yeah i'm not afraid of more hands
0: <laughs> i will pull out my wand and hit Ivan with a couple of cure wounds.
3: That's a good idea. Someone should heal the guy that just got wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> you heal nine, and then you heal eight. Come on. <laughs> this guy and his max roll and max roll minus one. Get out of here. <laughs> okay,
2: so then you uh, you go next door. And you open the door, and this r- this building was clearly a forge. A large fireplace dominates the west wall of this forge. Broken tools and iron implements lie scattered about the floor. You look around for a couple minutes and you find two sets of masterwork artisan's tools for craft armor and craft weapons checks.
0: Ooh. All right. And last thing, let's clear the building. We head over to B7. This building has partially collapsed. Well,
2: sorry, we'll, we'll just go the logical progression of this. You would probably hit B8 first.
0: Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, that would be outside first. Yeah,
2: so uh, so on your on your way to the last wing of that building what is clearly a, colla- a fully collapsed building. Only the four corners of this building remain standing. The walls and roof have long since fallen into a pile of debris. Debris? That's what I said! Goddamn debris! Debris everywhere! Is anybody going to, uh, search through the debris? Now take a look, see what's there. Before the group starts sifting through the debris, tuck tuck. you... You're, you're kind of looking around the ruins of this building, and you realize that if too much weight is on the floor
1: it's going to give out i'll say that out loud hey uh we should be careful this floor is gonna give out if we all stand on it can i do
4: uh can i do some make hole uh it's a 10 minute cast but yeah if you guys give me
0: 10 minutes i can uh i can make this safe well I mean, if no one can walk on it right now, I don't think it's much of a threat. You can do what you want to do later. I want to finish clearing out this fortress before we worry about this. Just rope it off. All right. So you uh,
2: you leave the debris alone for now, and you continue on to B seven. Indeed, the room of this building is partially collapsed. Its timbers scorched from an old fire. Several crates and boxes lie scattered and open beneath its sagging roof. Looks like maybe this used to be a
0: storeroom, but nothing of
2: value remains.
0: Okay. In that case, we, uh, through it. we'll head out the broken wall and head over to the chapel. Okay. Everyone make knowledge religion check. 30. I got a 16. <laughs> Scram nat 20s for a 30. Devoth nat 20s for a 20. So only a handful of
2: pews still stand in this simple chapel. The others have fallen long ago and lie scattered and broken on the floor. A large circle encompassing a winged eye forged of gold hangs from the 20-foot high ceiling. Scram and Devoth recognize this as the holy symbol of Eredin, who is known as the dead god. So known...
3: I thought Ferasma was the dead god. Ferasma is the god of death. Eredin is known as the dead
2: god because he is no longer... Like, he is actually... He's been slain. There are people who still worship him today, but it's not really... It's not really like the worship of a cleric where you would get powers from your worship. And considering that this is an entire chapel to this to this god, it looks like it was a very nice chapel. It looks like it may have been built before this god's death, which was thousands of years ago. Hmm. Uh why don't you give me a uh an appraisal check? Uh twenty nine. The holy symbol is so old that uh, selling it to certain collectors could probably fetch a price as much as 2,700 gold.
3: Ooh, what? Oh my
2: god. Just then, four creatures, one by one, seem to appear out of nowhere. They're going to make their attack rolls and then vanish.
0: There's no perception check against this to see him coming or anything. It's just, boop, we're can- done. Can anyone see into the
2: ethereal yeah.
3: plan? Oh, n- no, I can't. But... Yeah,
0: no, not to my knowledge. So,
2: Ivan... Does a nineteen beat your flat-footed AC,
3: Cheryl?
2: Does a seventeen? Don't be. Okay. Seventeen beat beat your your flat-footed.
3: No. No. Okay.
2: Scram. Oh no. Does a twenty-one beat your flat-footed AC? (laughs) You you could just say a random number, and yes, it will. You take fourteen damage and give me a Fortitude save. That's right, a Fortitude
3: save. (laughs) Uh, Scram is money at these. Yeah, Axel, just because you make it sound like a game show doesn't mean it's a good thing. <laughs> oh my god. Come on g- down!
4: <laughs> You're the next contestant on Jackass Disappearing Enemies. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with a 26, Bob. Oh, very nice. Oh, snap.
2: You Let's fight
6: go.
4: Off, you fight off the creature's
2: poison. And last but not least, we have Tuk Tuck. 29 to hit. You're flat <sighs> I'm
1: going to go with Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. You take 16 damage and give me a fortitude save. Okay. 24. Okay. okay. You also fight off the creature's poison. All right, so at this point, uh, everybody can roll initiative. Scram. 4. Devoth. 6. Tuck Tuck. 24. 19, baby. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, why doesn't everybody give me a Knowledge Arcana check on these creatures?
3: You got some Knowledge Arcana?
2: 23. 23. 18. Okay. You three recognize these creatures as phase spiders. Oh, motherfuckers. Whoa, I don't like that. Uh, Scram, you can ask me one question, and Devoth and Cheryl can ask two questions about these creatures. You've got some obvious
4: information already. Right. Is there any weaknesses? No. Devoth?
0: I'd like to know something about their defenses.
2: Okay. You know that their worst save is will
0: saves. Okay. What kind of resistances do they have to damage? Like, Do they have any sort of damage reduction or... like Are melee attacks going to be kind of ineffective against them, like the fucking dream things? They don't have any special resistances. Okay. okay. Cheryl.
3: Do I know how they phase? Like how their phasers work?
2: <laughs> uh they're con- they're always set to stun well you know that uh they their home environment is the ethereal plane so in the ethereal plane you can see onto the material plane as if it was like a ghostly environment superimposed onto your world
4: uh, right 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 so
2: they're like inside a ghostly version of the chapel that you're in uh and they could okay. see you guys that's how they set up their ambushes um, I see. And then they can okay. they can use Ethereal Jaunt to just as a free action, they can phase into the material plane, and as a move action, they can phase back into the ethereal plane. And you know that now normally in a surprise attack, in a surprise uh action a surprise turn, wow. <laughs> in a surprise round right a surprise round, wow. In a- <laughs> You know that in a surprise round, you can normally only do a standard or a move action, but they attacked you and then phased back. But they have a a special ability that in a surprise round, they get a full round of turns, which they can use to phase in and out after attacking. All right. You got one more um, one more question.
3: Okay. Are they undead? Is my book going to work? Oh, uh,
2: they are magical beasts.
3: Oh, that's all for me then. Okay. Oh, wait. um, Can they heal at all?
2: No. So yeah, these large spider-like monsters have an eerie humanoid face surrounded by a shaggy mane of fur. Uh, as you were checking out this chapel, they phased in, bit you guys, and then phased out. And Ivan, when you get a chance, I need an initiative roll from you.
5: Ooh, natural 20 for 25. And we got two nat 20s on the initiative checks. Okay, so Ivan, you're up first. Can I ready a claw to hit uh, one when it reappears? Yeah, you can do that, just like
2: with the uh animate dreams when they were phasing into the walls.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay, then I do that.
2: Okay. Uh okay, so Tuck Tuck, it's your turn. These combats have not been spellcaster friendly so
1: far. <laughs> no. I am going to ready an action oh, if pff. a if the spider that showed up behind Scram and I mm-hmm. that bit me shows up again, I'm gonna cast Air Geyser on it before it can attack me.
2: Okay. And I imagine you'll cast that defensively. Of course, I'm super genius. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, Cheryl, your turn.
3: Now, can I ready a bull rush? Uh, no. Well, ow.
2: Oh. Yeah, you can you, ready. You can. You can ready. You can ready like a half charge. But I wonder
0: why. No, you can ready like a bull rush is just a regular combat maneuver. You don't have. Oh. It doesn't have to be as part of a charge. Yeah, I am confused why you would. Like, what's your goal
3: for that though? To do a totally sick move on them, what are you talking about? Okay, <laughs> wait—is there a confusion? I think I'm trying to totally like bull rush them and uh, use my sick combat maneuvers, sucking so like you know, do combat maneuver stuff. Got it. Okay, it is the phase
2: spiders turns, and they're gonna phase in, attack, phase out. So, uh, Ivan, why don't you go first? So, Ivan, you're up. Well, your
0: your held action is triggered.
5: Do I have rage yet?
0: It's uh, you have. You don't have rage yet.
5: I haven't had my turn yet. Ah, all right. Uh, twenty four to hit. That <laughs> hits, and that's going to be for thirteen damage.
2: And are you hitting the red one or the blue one? I'm
5: going to hit the red one for thirteen. For thirteen.
2: Uh, then Tuck Tuck, your held action is triggered.
1: All right, bang! Here comes an air geyser.
2: Can You cast defensively first.
1: Twenty eight.
2: I believe that does it. Because what's the spell level of air geyser? It is three. So it would be a 21 DC, so you're fine. He actually cannot fail that.
1: Yeah, wow. I get a plus 20. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I made my character good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, enough jerking myself off. Let's pass air Geyser. Okay, so he has to make a DC 20 reflex save. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Uh, 22 reflex. Oh, all right, so takes uh seven bludgeoning damage what else happens uh it doesn't it doesn't get moved by the if it passed it doesn't get moved
2: okay and then uh cheryl yeah uh your held action is
3: triggered does it work good i bull rush it
2: which roll cmb uh do you do you have uh you have the strong maneuver's feet right goddamn right i do okay. so cmb plus two
3: 34
2: you failed a bull rush
3: wow Whoa! Uh, is that what the setup was? That no matter how good I was bull rushing, in this case, very good. No, the setup I would The setup
2: it. was okay. You bull rush it. Uh, it's yeah. already pressed up against a wall and can't move. And even if it could, you move it five feet, and then your turn is over.
3: Damn! But yeah. Also, these <laughs> all are right, well. That was my first try, so that went pretty well for my first
2: <laughs> try. <laughs> yep, 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 for sure. All right. So now they're all going to attack you. Now, uh, let's say Devoth is going to be attacked by. The red the red spider. And that's a 13 to hit. That does not hit. Ivan, ooh, that's a natural 20. 27 to confirm.
5: Oh, shit. That hits.
0: Okay. Uh, this was a bite. So, it's, that, uh, pier-
2: two new characters? <laughs> <laughs> so that's piercing.
0: Piercing. Normal damage and 1d4 bleed. Okay. And the target gains a 50% spell failure chance for verbal spells until healed. Ha <laughs> ha! Your spells, Ivan. So it bit you in the face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, so you're gonna take 16 damage and then 3 bleed. Uh, and that'll tick on your turn. And uh, now give me a fortitude save for the poison. Uh, 27. Okay, you fight off the poison. Whew. Good roll. Yeah. Alright, continuing on with their turns. Uh, Cheryl, yeah, uh, twenty-two to hit. No, okay, and tuck tuck a twenty-two to hit.
1: Yes, it is a hit.
2: Okay, it's so fourteen damage. Please give me a fortitude save.
1: I got a twenty-six on the fortitude. You guys are
2: you guys are rocking these four <laughs> saves. Okay, uh, and then they all phase back out.
0: Devoth, it's your turn. Familiar story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devoth starts inspired rage, and readies a vital strike for when these fuckers reappear.
4: Okay. Scram.
0: Scram is going to take a
4: five-foot step
0: downwards,
4: and he will ready a uh, spontaneous simulation. Okay. On the red one. Ivan, your turn. Can I
5: ready a charge?
2: Yeah. I'm not sure if you have room to charge anywhere right now.
5: Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, you mean charge like a bull rush? <laughs> yeah,
2: it's you pretty have to confined quarter.
5: You have you to, have to move, move at
2: least ten feet before it's considered a charge.
5: Yeah. All right, well, in that case, I'm just going to use my standard action to turn into a tiger. A dire tiger.
2: Ooh. Okay. Ivan has turned into a
1: tiger. Tuck, tuck. This damn spider is getting my grapes, man. I'm going to try and get his, I think. Okay. So are you uh, holding an action? Okay, so follow me here. Yeah. So this is five, right? Okay. And then from here, ten. And then fifteen, twenty. 25, 30, 35.
2: Okay. So that
1: is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Uh, I'll keep it over here. Oh, so 8 squares. Got it?
2: Uh, okay.
1: Alright, I'm readying an action. I am going to cast Fire Snake on those 8 squares oh when the Fae fighters show up. <laughs> Each creature, so I can do 1 5 square foot. Uh, sorry, mm. one five foot square per caster level, and it does one d six points of fire damage per caster level, max fifteen d six. So <sighs> nice. I'm just gonna pop pop them all for ninety six fire when they show up. Is there a save for it's, that, a, or do they just it's, it's, take that? it's it's reflex half, but it's ninety six. So yeah, shrugs. <laughs> and
0: hitting three of them, that's even if they all pass, that's gonna be a nice chunk of damage. All right,
1: yeah. I actually could continue it. I didn't wanna. I'd have to either hit scram or big boy to, hit, <laughs> to try and hit everything. And I, yeah, eh, you know.
6: <laughs>
1: or myself. And that's dumb.
2: <laughs> so, okay. All right. Talk talk. Did you have anything else to add for
1: your turn? I no, I think that's enough. Okay. All right, Cheryl, you're <laughs> up. Okay,
3: sweet. Um, I'm going to look around and see if any of my comrades are injured. Oh, There's wait, a giant tiger no, next to you. Injured. That seems
2: to be injured.
3: I, uh, I lay my hands upon him and say, uh, Heal, friend! Foresma! 18. Okay. Alright, so Ivan heals 18 damage. And then, as a move action... I'm gonna stay put. (laughs) You don't have much movement to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I see.
2: Alright. It is now the spider's turns, Uh, And they all phase back. So, uh... Everybody's held actions
0: triggers. We'll start with Devoth. Alright, so I am... Yeah, I got Rage on, and I am power attacking the red one that's in front of me. Okay. That's a 20 to hit. That hits. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> I was I was fully prepared to gallon Inspiration, but yay, I don't need it. <laughs> and that deals 37 damage. <whistles> and I take three back. Very nice. He's still
2: up, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which brings us to Scram. Spontaneous immolation. Okay. Does he automatically take any damage from spontaneous immolation? Yeah. Okay. I th- yeah. I think He had so. one hit
3: point left, so <laughs> let's just save some time. <laughs> Damn. Got it. So he just bursts into flames and dies. Yeah. Spider's one That's weakness. Sweet. Fire.
1: <laughs> Look, the one I can't hit is dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, so then we get to Ivan, who Ivan didn't have a held action. Then we'll get to Tuk Tuk, who casts Fire, fire Serpent. Snake. Fire Snake.
1: Oh, it's going to be 32 damage. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> all right, so they each need to make a reflex save. DC oh. 22. So that's an 18 reflex, 23 reflex, ah, jerk, and 12 reflex.
1: Perfect. Two nice. So,
2: So only go, the green one passed, right? Yeah, top to bottom. Blue failed, green passed, red <clears> failed. <throat> or, 32
1: right. or 16. 32. Wow. Uh,
2: I hate right. spiders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: now the spiders will go... They're going to they're going to munch on that giant tiger that just uh that just showed up. That's a 14 Spiders. to hit? Nope. Uh 29 to hit.
5: 29 does not hit.
0: Are you serious? Wow.
5: <laughs> Are
1: you serious? Natural That's- armor bonus from
0: the wild shape is a big deal. That's insane. Yeah, but any
2: but doesn't he lose dex and get a minus 1 for uh being large?
5: Yeah. When I'm wild shape, I get my wisdom bonus added to my AC.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, when he fully when he wild shapes, he gets his full wisdom bonus instead of the half while being armored in his oh, normal Jesus. form. All right. Uh, <laughs> so you take fifteen damage. Give me a fortitude
2: save. Ooh. See if you can keep it up.
5: <laughs> that's a twenty
2: six fortitude. All right. You fight off the poison for another round, and then we got orange face spider on tuck tuck. Twenty one to hit.
1: Get out of here. That hits though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thirteen damage, give me a fortitude save. Uh-oh. Uh oh.
1: Twelve.
2: Uh oh. You have failed your fortitude save. Oh no. We'll figure out what that means. Next week.
4: Oh no.
5: Oh
0: no. See? There you go.
1: Why'd you blue ball me there, Matt?
0: <laughs> Thank
6: you. <laughs>